Boom, boom. How's it going? How's it going? Welcome aboard. It is I and uh, your boy TJ. And I've got my boy as well, Jumi Sani, who's the town planner. Uh, and uh, as you can see, he's sinking in the farm somewhere. We're not so sure where he is. Uh, but Jumi Sani, brother, how's it going? Good morning. Um, good day, good morning, Itaola. It has been a great week so far, and uh, all is well. Hope the same is with you. Yeah, yeah, no, I've been fighting a bit of COVID, and uh, we're in the middle of the pandemic, or should I say the pandemic is here, and uh, it has hit me. But the Lord has been great to me. Um, I was just looking at the stats, man. Uh, within the time of the time that I had COVID, right? Um, I mean, I'm not totally out of it, but just about less than 2,000 people have died and God had spared me. So there is a good reason why he's done that. Uh, wow. So I'm extremely grateful for that. And I'm thankful for all the people that have been praying for me. So thank you a lot. But let's go back to business around rezoning. Um. Let's talk about rezoning, uh, Dumisani. Um, this is a topic that is a hot topic amongst developers. Uh, I think a lot of people that are new in development, they jump into it, they don't even know what rezoning is all about. What is rezoning? And um, what is the specific topic that we want to speak to in rezoning? Because there's something that's very important that is happening and it's happening in some councils and some councils it's not as you were telling me. All righty. Hi, everybody. So we did touch the little bit of this issue of a rezoning. So I'll just give just a brief background to say a rezoning is nothing else but to change the primary land use rights from one right to another. And I think we had given several examples of res one, res two, res three, res four. So normally when a township is established from a farm portion or an agricultural holding, you would normally, majority of the properties would be residential one, meaning you can build a unit and an outbuilding, okay? But if now you want to build more, you want to, to densify, or you want to change that to a guest house maybe, or you want to do some form of a business, you'll have to rezone, meaning you are now just amending or changing the primary land use rights, which are a, a dwelling and an outbuilding into whatever that you are, you are maybe aspiring to have developed on your land. Then today, the topic we, uh, we want to touch on, it's about the approvals to say, after you get an approval, how long is it valid for? Should it lapse? What do you do? Because with the new bylaws, every municipality has a certain way that they deal with approval. So when you get an, an approval of a rezoning, it comes with what we call conditions. And those con conditions have to be adhered to. For an example, it will have development controls. So your development controls, it's what will be your coverage? What will be your height restrictions? What will be your floor area ratios? What will be your building lines? And so on and so forth, your parking ratio ratios and so forth. Then it right. further comes with, then it further comes with other conditions that will say, before any development can happen, a site development plan has to be sub submitted. Before a building plan can, uh, before a building can be built, building plans will have to be sub submitted and approved by the local authority. Or it might even further say that 
you'll have to pay bulk contributions, which will be calculated by the municipality. Then they'll tell you what is the, the value that you have to pay. However, what most of the people are not aware of is a rezoning certificate. It has a lifespan if not those conditions have not been met at a certain time. So you, you are normally given 24 months for you to be able to ensure that you comply with conditions that council once those conditions have been uh, moved to the next uh, state to comply with those conditions then that you will have it it's that if after 12 months it has lapsed what then do you do because you cannot just walk into count count council and say it has lapsed then uh, i want to extend it because once it has lapsed it means it doesn't exist it means rezoning has never been done it means change of land use has never been done so it doesn't e exist however legislation gives you a time frame to say within 24 months, if you see that you are lacking in complying on other items that you have to comply or conditions you have to comply with, you can apply for an extension to say, I'm asking for extension of this rezoning for another 12 months because ABCD has, has happened. Let's take a unique um, example of COVID. You know, some people had done their rezonings, they got their approvals. When they are about now to de develop, came lockdown, you know, and those months, remember, they never stopped. They are counting. But the challenge that comes is that some of them had the money that they had spared. They had money that they had saved. Then came COVID. They started losing some things. They used the funds somewhere else. They can't comply with all the, the conditions. So the first thing that you have to do is speak with your town planner and ask him or her to go to council and request an extension of time. This has all come very heavy on me, um, I should say. Um, and I almost want to ask you in a simple manner. Are you saying that if I've submitted my property was raised one and now I want it to be raised three, are you saying that if I have gotten my submission for zone number for zone three already now and i want to change something i already got in my zone three you are saying that legislation doesn't allow us to make any changes within the next 24 months so two years you can't do anything okay so what would happen is within the 24 months if your scheme, because re remember, what you are amending is what you call a land use management scheme or a town planning scheme. That's what you are actually amending. So if the scheme has not yet been promulgated, so being promulgated meaning, maybe let's go a little bit back. After you get your approval, then you comply with certain conditions. However, yeah. in other municipalities, even prior for you could, to comply with certain conditions, they go ahead and promulgate the scheme. So promulgating meaning you are bringing it into operation so you are saying the zoning has totally changed should the gazette and they do that through the provincial gazette so should the gazette be published you cannot anymore because it exists so you'll have to pay the bulk okay. contributions and okay. everything else however prior to the, the the gazette being published you can still request for an amendment then they amend then they might change several conditions but that also will have to be within the 24 months and it also bring another element, an element of saying, by law and by the, 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 the prescript of town planning, if you submit yeah. a, a rezoning for Taurai on stand number 
12 um, observatory, you know? If you yeah. submit for him there a rezoning, then it's it's approved and it gets promulgated. Within 12, within 24 months, he cannot uh, reapply again, unless you go and ask for a special permission and council has, has the right to accept or refuse your permission. Then they will give reasons if they refuse. However, you, 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 you cannot rezone and rezone again, you see. So it is how mm. the, the, the law has been put in, in, into place because certain things have to come into operation, certain um, contributions have to be paid. And we have to be honest with ourselves. Council is there to ensure that approvals after they are done, contributions are paid, you see. And they will push you to ensure that those contributions are paid. And if they are not paid within a certain time again, they start charging you interest on those bulk contributions, you see. So, yes, so it is of a great importance that if you can't pay them all at once, Go to council and ask to make the necessary arrangements of how you will pay them and how long it might take you to pay them. And I'm not saying all council will ac accept. Other councils will say, we want our payment all at once. Others will say, yes, we'll allow you to pay in installments. So it will differ from council to council and also how one, how one present their story to, to council to say, I'm not trying to run away, but I'm saying currently, I'm financially stressed a bit, so I can afford this much. We can stretch it maybe for six, for, for six months with zero interest. And make sure that you ask for a zero interest, because if you do not ask, you'll find that within your, your calculations, they, are, they have put the, the interest there. Then it will mean the bulks that you'll have to, to pay will be a bit more than what you were given when you got your approval. Dumisani, this, this topic here raised a lot of questions for me uh, because a lot of us uh, as uh, early entry developers, uh, what happens is that you get the land, you've, you're, you're fired up, you know, the land is there, and then you get to the zoning part and somewhere along the line you get tired because the zoning is taking a bit of time. By the time it gets there, you've taken the money for that project into another project and that project is holding your money and things like that. Nonetheless, you are saying that at that time, there's a number of things that can happen. Number one, the council could actually demand for their money, uh, which is, yes, you're supposed now to pay for what you've applied for, that's number one. And then number two is if you are not able to pay within the prescribed time, that can actually fall away depending on the council. So which means that the money that you have spent in your initial application, that money is lost. Well, not lost, but you've paid it to the municipality for free. Um, and the other third thing that you're saying is that in some council, what might happen is they will hold you accountable to the changes that they have done. And now they are assuming that this land now has been changed. And for that reason, if you had bulk services amount of a million rand, um, even though you haven't, you haven't started developing anything like that, now there's a 10% interest on this million rand. So it's a bitter pill to swallow, uh, especially if you are, um, starting off and this is your first development because now what you're saying uh on your calculations you are factoring in to develop and sell but if this interest is hovering you you might not be making money you might be losing money here yes you you might be losing money and that is why it's also important that 
when you buy a land that they are saying it has already been resolved, mm. one of the questions to ask amongst many is, have the bulk contributions been paid? Because right. at that time, they might not tell you that. And you yeah. buy the land, it gets transferred into your name, you think everything is ready, you submit your SDPs. Immediately you submit them, then they say, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, there's something missing here. We see this land was rezoned, but bulks were not paid. Then the other, the other, the seller is now gone. You are left with this a million rent, two million at times, three million at times, depending on how big is the development, depending on how big is that is the land. And you might have paid them five million. Now you are sit, sitting with this three million that you have to try and source somewhere to ensure that you can be able to proceed with your land. Or if you have to resell it, another person who's clever enough or who has a town planner or who, or who has done their homework, they ask you but I see that there's bulks. So who will pay this, this bulks? Whatever amount that you are saying you are selling me this land when you resell, I'll minus the, the bulks, then I'll give you that. So you would be losing in a way. So that is why it's very important to ensure that by the time you get all your certificates, you get everything, ask your town planner the, re the relevant questions. One of my advices from all the videos that we, we have done, maybe as a developer, as a starting developer, create yourself a checklist, you know, on this topic, on that topic, on the source, so that when you appoint a town planner, you can tick as and when you, you go to say, site, uh, site development plans submitted, building plans submitted, approved, you know, bulk contributions have been paid, promulgation of the scheme has been done, because at times mm. you pay people, they go, they don't even give you the other inf information to say, there's still one, two, three that needed to be done. You only discover when you want now to, to hit ground. And re remember, once you start sell selling, let's say you're a developer that you buy, you develop, you sell. Some of the people, they sell on plan. So you have already sold on plan. When, when now you want to go for construction and you submit your building plans for approval, council says we cannot have them approved, but people's bond have already been approved. Some of them maybe have even paid you in cash. So you are stuck yeah. now with this issue where you have now to explain to, to people, I still have to fix this and that. And, most of the sellers start losing interest and they start even losing trust in you to say, what if this is a bogus development? Because late, lately we've had a lot of bogus development where people paid a lot of monies. They never even received even an inch of a land, you see. Sure. Yeah. I think that's when it becomes a little bit messy. But I think the recipe to this is, Dumisani just said it well, speak to a town planner, have a town planner on your team. And if you don't have that town planner, Dumisani can help you out. Dumisani, I'm going to end it here because I think we have literally said what is the problem. This is a current hot topic that's happening within the councils. Uh, and obviously, uh, there is an impact because of COVID. Just double check. If you're one of those people that are going through this process, double check with your town plan, double check. Uh, or if you are going through to be buying something that is distressed like that, because for me, I see it as a distressed opportunity. Make sure before you sign on the dotted line, someone like Dumisane has checked it for you nicely with the council and make sure that you're going to be making some money instead of losing some money. Any closing words on this topic, Dumisane? What I just want to say is development is an opportunity. Being able to buy a land, it's also an opportunity. But sure. take the right boxes. Sometimes they sell you land, you think it's cheap. There might be underlying issues. So 
tick the right boxes, appoint, you know, the right professionals, you know, just for consultation, not to even do an just for consultation for them to check all the hidden agendas that might be there that you are not aware of, then you will have, you will enjoy being a developer, you will enjoy buying land and doing your development. Thank you. Awesome stuff. With COVID, I think we now all understand what an underlining, what underlining is all about, isn't it? If you've got any underlining things they say in COVID, you won't survive. Exactly. All right. Awesome Thank stuff. Thank you. Cheers. God bless. Bye. Bye.